can't stand when people take the sexy TikTok trends and fuck it up with some like just some random shit. What you mean? Give me an example. So remember, I talked about the silhouette challenge where people started doing all the like funny shit. Like, oh, you turn the silhouette like went away, and then it was like some random person, like a clown. So, like everybody was trying to do something silly and funny because you know oh, the comedians yeah. got to get their shit off too, right? Yeah, I get you. I couldn't stand that. I didn't like when. What was the? What was the? Give me another one. It was silhouette challenge. Give me another like sexy Busted. challenge. The busted challenge. challenge. When a girl would like fall over, like, oh, my knees hurt. I don't have mega knees. Oh, my God. Life sucks. All that bullshit. I used to hate that. I reported it every fucking time. Reported it. Nope. Indecent. It's indecent. That's not what this is for. <laughs> Find another sample to use. So the next one is that, um, the next one I seen recently is that, wah, 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 wah. You know what I want to talk about? No, this is new to me. Honestly, I wasn't on social media much this week. So help me out. It's you know that little where where the where the people are like walking, the girl looks at the camera and she's like walking away, but she does like the little sexy little twerk walk away from the I know you've oh, seen that. Oh, I seen that. Okay, okay. Now I get you. Yeah. So now, now people been people been like it, like it'll be a mom and she the writing'll be like, oh, when he thought it was too much for me. God gave me three more. So now it's her walking away and then her three daughters come in. Fake twerk walk. I, 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 that's not what this is for. <laughs> that's not what this is for, bro. Twerk walk down the hall. Or the ones where it's those married couple, those black love ones or whatever. And then like the girl is starting and then the husband will come and he'll stand in front of the camera and all that. Bro, y'all get y'all get off my screen. That's not what you were here. Report it. Fuck your love. <laughs> Fuck your love, bro. I can't, man. I can't. I hate it. You came across a couple of those today? A whole not just today. I've been reporting them all week. I, <laughs> and, and, and if another page reposts your shit, I report that page too. Everybody getting reported. Nah, Simple as it. that. Fuck it. Cause because what you're doing is indecent. You don't care about anybody. You're wasting everybody's time. And that's not why I sit up on this free, this free app for. If the, if the app is already going to take all of my data and all the other shit, be listening to my conversations, at the very least, give me what I'm on here for. Ass. I'm not asking for much. No, not at all. Because, <laughs> you know, you have that feature where, like, now that they have, like, the little sample, like, whatever song that people are using for their reels or, or TikToks or whatever it's called, depending on your app, you can literally go to the, like, click the song, and you'll see nothing but all the reels that use that song. Oh. Or or TikToks or whatever. So I click it. So I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a fun time, not a long time. Okay? Don't come on here fucking up my vibe. <laughs> Trying to be funny. You ain't no comedian. Oh, funny. At, bro, I, I didn't come on here for you to be funny. Take your black love somewhere else. I don't want to see that shit. Fuck you and your family. With it? I don't care where they go with it. Just leave. Get it off my. Get it off. Y'all find you a sample. Find find you some Erykah Badu to like smooth jazz love ninety four type shit to do on the other side. And and I might I will support that when that's the mood. But I want to see some twerking. Twerk down this hole. 
Let's go. <laughs> that shit is annoying, man. I wasn't even going to say nothing. We literally almost started this podcast where I wasn't going to say it. I saw it. It was heavy on your chest. You had to get it off. Nah, I did. Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and chop it up. This is episode 47. I want to emphasize episode 47. As I keep telling Frank back and forth, hey, we, we podcasters now. There's, there's absolutely nothing anyone can say or do to confuse that. I'm not an aspiring podcaster. We podcasting now. We podding. We on here. We doing our thing. 47, man. We almost to 50 episodes. 50. I, of course, am your co-host Marvin, a.k.a. Young Saint. YS, God bless. Walking out of your parents' bedroom after relieving your mom's stress. Mr. Flexo and Alexo about to make your best hoe my next hoe. A.K.A. Turnpike Mar. Since your lady's for the streets. The type of nigga you thought you could step over. Your girl tastes better in the morning like a slice of pizza. I ain't never had problems with leftovers. You already know that man beyond the somebody son and all the somebody son memes. Mr. I live in the smoker section because I want all the smoke. Your favorite co-host, Vax Kellerman. Because I'm out here. And the man to the right of me can only be. The slow stroker. The big Ooh. joker. Cuffed up and dripped out. Mr. One Way on the Runway. Hey. I'll show you how to do this, son. Ooh. One day. I stay restless in Miami because I'm the baby's daddy. Who else but me? The F and F and D. I can only be who I say I be. Frank, let's chop it up. Let's chop it the fuck up. There we go. Boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga brought his little pin game out today. I boy. had to. I had to. You made me look bad two weeks in a row. I <laughs> I say, you know what? I got to come with a little bit more energy this time around. I can't, I can't be slipping like this, bro. It wasn't, it wasn't my intention, though. It wasn't my intention. It didn't I actually, have to be. I actually didn't expect you to. Um, I actually didn't expect you to to actually come with it because you know when we spoke about, hey, you know, hey man, you know, I kind of been off the grid a bit. It's been a long week. I was like, oh, he ain't had time to sit down and write nothing, dog. That's why I just went ahead and did it. I was going, remember last episode, I threw it to you. This episode, yeah, I was like, did. let me just go ahead and run it. He may not got it today, you know? <laughs> nah, it's all good. I came with it today. You did. You did. did it in one take. I'm, I'm proud of you, because even <laughs> I will have to cut some of my shit. Y'all not going to hear it, but even I had to cut some of mine, and I'll be saying mine every week at this point. It's fine. I'm going to clean mine up. Mine going to be just as smooth as yours, my nigga. <laughs> when they hear it, it's going to be like, oh, man, that's smooth. That's because I'm the editor. It's going to sound smooth. I can't fucking tell Hey, man, can't do it no other way. I don't blame you. Hey, man. As, as we said, you, you said it. Let's chop it up. So let's chop it up. What's good with you, man? How the week been? Oh, man, it's been a long week. Long, long week. It's like every minute of every day I have something to do. And sometimes I overbooked myself, overexerted myself. But mm. I would say I'm glad the week's over, but that ain't really the case. There's still things I have to do, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to squeeze and do it sometime this weekend. But I already made promises to the wife that, okay, we're going to do these things this weekend and so forth and so forth. So I get over my stress once. Uh, I could get some of these items off my plate. But other than that, man, I'm happy to be here. I'm still in good spirits, so it's all good. It's all good. What, what you and the wife got planned this weekend? 
if you mind sharing. Oh, we got date night. Uh, we got mm. date night on Sunday because my sister said she going to watch the girls. So I wanted to do something active. I ain't want to do just, you know, dinner or whatever. So I asked her out to go uh, to what you call that place? Top Golf. Hey. And uh, she happily said, yeah, so it's all good. So we're going to do Top Golf Sunday. Um, Saturday, we're going to see if her moms can watch the kids. And then oh, maybe we doing se- a week, we and we doing a whole weekend. Hold up, okay. And we don't get too many weekends, so we're gonna see if we can try to go two for two. See if her mom can watch the kids on Saturday and try to get something to eat. If Benny Hunters wasn't so crazy, we'll try to go to Benny Hunters because I kind of been craving their food. But the last time we tried to go to Benny Hunters, they told us it was reservation only. And when we asked how long the reservation was, they told us like three hundred names. We was like, oh shit! And this is the Benny Hunters on 79th. Like when you headed towards the beach. Why that one? When we have one right around the corner from us. Cause we was this, this we was trying to do a lunch date on that day. So we okay. were driving down to pick up the kids and we were like, hey, let's go get some food. But they told us that. So we ended up switching and going to Monty's on South Beach, which was still a nice, you know. Still a vibe. Still a, it was still a vibe, yeah. Okay. That's what's up. That's important, man. I I, I tell everybody I know, like, man, you gotta keep dating. Like Deep into the relationship, y'all always got to reconnect to, to you know, Frank and Frank's wife. Like, that's the way it's got to be at the end of the day. Like, it's got to go back to that. I should say her right. name because I was talking all, like, you know, true to fact. But I just feel like Frank's wife is just the best. That's You've our thing now. have been saying it for so long. That's <laughs> that's her nickname now. That's our thing now. Yeah, that's our thing that's now. Our thing. I, even, even when we've seen each other in person and I fully know her name and I'm still not saying it, I'd be like, hey, Frank's wife. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah. What, what nah, about yourself, good, man? man? How how was your week? How were you? Man, this week has been this week has been challenging, right? Like even for another like a short week, right? It's another short week of of you know, we had Memorial Weekend, as crazy as that was down here in Miami, like Memorial Weekend became like more dangerous than it was in previous weekends here in My Miami. My God, tell me about it, bro! Ridiculous, man. And not and 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 this time it was on this side of the bridge, not the other side of the bridge. That's oh, yeah, the crazy you're right. part. You're right. It was locals, locals, and 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 just the way it looked, it looked like it was on some gang shit. But I'm not gonna dive deep into that. I'm leaving that shit. I'm leaving yeah, that we, shit alone. We're not gonna touch that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough of the situation, but I'm gonna stay out of that. Just prayers to all the families involved. That was Hell just unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, man. All around, man. That's fucking crazy. But, man, ugh. coming into to short weeks are always, like, really hard. Because right. everything, like, Tuesdays are, like, super Mondays. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's always a lot. Um, But all in all, I, I, I say I survived it. I've had I, even today. I had some craziness happening here at the house. Had to deal with that, but it is what it is. Like I said, this is always the no matter how long the week is, I'd be looking forward to this. This is always the period at the end of this really long sentence called Monday through Friday, and I need it. You know. I tell you what. Before we jump into first topic. Let's keep it on brand with that topic before we get into it. And let's okay. do a mental, a mental health check. Where are you? One to ten. Personally, Ooh. spiritually, financially. Where you at? 
Oh, and the man said, personally, spiritually, financially. All right, you want to put maybe put my finances out there. Okay, so personally, personally, I'm at a, I'll say I'm at a seven. I'm at a seven. Um, when we say spiritual, are we talking like with God or are we talking mentally? Like where, where mentally, are we going like with that? Where you at? Mentally, spiritually, like just you, how you feel. Not like um, okay, so mentally, mentally, I can definitely say I was at the beginning of the week, I probably was at like a six, man. And I mean like just barely above average six. Like I just I I don't know, like I woke up and I just you know, like you wake up and you be in a funk, and it's not like seasonal depression, because I'm one of those people who actually like when it's gloomy outside. Yeah. So it wasn't like that. It was just, man, I was just in a funk. I had no and people who talk to me that day are like, are you good? And I'm like, I can't put my finger on it yet. Something's off. I just haven't figured it out yet. Don't but you know like when that happens? Yeah, man. And I couldn't put my, like, I tell you, like, I, it's almost like you're chasing yourself. Like, I'm there, but I'm, like, chasing myself to, like, kind of get back to where I want to be. Right. But, but yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably much more at, like, a good 7.5. Okay. Going into the end of the week, so uh, you know that's that's pretty good for, for and the time. When being. I say financially, I mean business. So let me correct that. Okay, <laughs> uh, business wise, um, business wise, I'm gonna give myself an eight. I'm gonna give myself an eight. Like I, I've done a, I've done really good job of balancing, um, the job that pays me, you know, my main my main source of income. Um, I've done a good job at some of my investments. I've done a good job this week at at this podcast, at another project that I'm working on, um, forthcoming. Uh, so, like this week, I found a way to be productive. So, yeah, I'm 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 good. So, I'm good. That's where I'm at, personally, mentally, financially. So, I'm okay. gonna shoot it back to you. Uh, One personally. Uh, one to ten. I would say all week. Uh, kind of been down in the funk myself. I would say I've been about a six point five all week. Just haven't really been myself. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I kind of moved away from from uh, some of the stuff I've been doing. Like. I consume a lot of podcasts. I consume a lot of business style books. And I don't watch much TV. TV is usually on the weekends or early in the morning when my daughter wakes me up. And I haven't really gotten much of that. I haven't been getting much sleep either. So one of the things I've, mm. one of the changes I've made to kind of just help pick my spirits up, I went and started reading like, um, are you familiar with Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief? <laughs> of all books for you to pick yeah, out of, of the all sky. Books, I went to that series. I have read some of the books. I've seen the movies, but I have read some of the books. Yeah, my thinking was let me just because I'm into fantasy stuff. And I was like, let me just get something lighthearted in my system and just focus on that. So I pulled away from music this week. I haven't listened to any songs, but I do have a new jammer today. Don't get me wrong. He made vibe of the week. He meant vibe by week. It's fine. Vibe Keep running week. it. He had a 6.5. It's a shame. We've been in at a year now, and I still get it wrong. But anyway, um, haven't listened to much music this week, haven't watched much TV this week. I've just been diving into the book. And then this week, 
I'm pretty much damn near done with the series. It's, it actually helped keep me in in better spirits. So overall, I'll say about a 6.5, approaching a 7, but not quite there yet. Um, spiritually, say I'm about the same, 6.5, approaching 7. Uh, business, I had... I had a couple of great calls this week. A um, couple of things in the pipeline that can be very promising if they mm. fall my way. So, although I do feel like I'm behind in certain things with business, like trying to hit deadlines for certain projects, um, the future is looking bright, brighter than it's looked in a very long time. And see, the thing is, being an entrepreneur, there's days where it's bleak as fuck, and I don't know where the next dollar is coming from. And then there's weeks where I have weeks like this, where it's like, okay, I can see things coming. So business, I would say I'm at an eight. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's when you can somehow push through all of your funk. Like like, like we both started, like you said, we both started this week uh, in a funk. Like even as I got through the week, like I could say I'm probably in better spirits today than I have been all week. Um. But it's because as I look back at the end of the week, I always try to assess and, you know, set up my next week. I always like, you know, try to like do a little to-do list and stuff like that. Check, you know, some of my personal stuff and everything. And I'm like, I got a lot done. Like, I I, I feel like I've balanced it really well this week compared to some other weeks. So that actually gave me a boost personally because I was like, wow, even through all the shit I was going through up here, I was able to push through. So. It was a little boost for me. I don't know how you take it. No, no, that's definitely a boost. That's it's it's always a good thing to to take a minute and just count your victories. Even no matter how small. It it definitely is a boost of confidence. It's uh it's a uh I don't know. It 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 definitely picks up your spirits and helps you keep moving. It energizes you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I don't think I don't think I do that enough because there's a lot of little victories that I sometimes overlook. And then sometimes I have to think back where it was like, well, I did that pretty well. And that turned out better than it could have. And I think I handled myself very well in this situation. So you know what I did all right this week? Where sometimes when, when I do do things that are in my favor, I just keep it moving and don't, you know, think about it. You know it. what it is? We, we... And you, we both have different professions and, and different styles of that profession as you're an entrepreneur and I'm not. But there are times where as you rise higher in the corporate ladder, because you're, you're the CEO of your company, you know what I mean? Like as you rise right. higher, as you, begin, as you gain more responsibility, sometimes it's hard to count your wins. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's hard to just stop and look at them because there's already so much other shit coming down the pipeline that like... You can scratch something off your off your to-do list and be like, all right, on to the next thing. You gotta write three more things down. Exactly. Some days, some days you'll come, you'll get up, getting ready, like, man, if I accomplish these three things right here, man, it's a good fucking day. But as, as soon as you get in, you start reading your emails, more and more stuff becomes higher priority in the in the moment. And this thing that you the three things you wanted to do now have been pushed down and you really didn't even really get started to touch them till 1, 2 p.m. And now it's like, fuck, like I'm under it. You know what I mean? 
Right. And I've gotten to a couple of those points in the last week. So that's why when I look back and see the things I was able to accomplish, some of the bigger projects I was able to complete, I was like, damn, okay, I need to rejoice a little bit in those in those wins. They weren't like the greatest, like they weren't the biggest wins in the world. I still am preparing for like some bigger stuff. But man, in that, in all I had to deal with this week, I found a way to balance it. And, and you remember, have to give yourself that pat on the back. Right. And remember, early on, we, I think earlier this year, we had a conversation where we was doing a um, an accountability buddy. And one of the things you said you wanted to get a, a firmer grasp on was time management. And you did that. So, you know, kudos to you for sticking true to um, one of the goals you set forth for yourself. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate okay. that. I think we both mentioned uh, about time management and being able to find balance. I think that was more, one of yours was finding balance with what it is that you do and then the family and everything. So right. believe me, I get it. Especially when your office is in your home. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a hard time to find balance and you run several companies. So it's not like you can just, not like you could just sit still and not be able to go anywhere. Cause I can look at you now and I can tell you, you've probably touched something in all three, four of your companies today alone. <laughs> You're right. So <laughs> it just, it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a crazy balancing act, but man, I mean, kudos to you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. Enough dick riding. Let me stop. There you go. Through we had a nice conversation. He 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 goes throwing salt in it. Couldn't help it, man. Couldn't help it. It was getting too mushy for the pod. We 20 minutes in. Speaking of mental checks, both of us checking in with each other. Recently, Naomi Osaka, Naomi stated that she didn't want to speak with the press during the French Open because she was suffering from high levels of anxiety from it. And she was willing to pay the $15,000 fine. She just didn't want to speak to them. Now, $15,000 fine, probably to like 80 to 90% of the tennis community, that's a heavy fine, right? But to Naomi Osaka, who's arguably the best female tennis player in the world, this is dropping a bucket. So she was like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I, I'll, I'll pay the fine. I just, I don't, I don't want to talk to the media. I, I can't. In this moment, right now, in the space I'm in, I can't. If I'm not mistaken, she cleared $55 million last year, so she got it. She got it. She got it. She definitely got it. She definitely got it. Um, and the organizers were like, well, if you don't talk to the media, you know, because, you know, she she didn't care about their little $15,000 $15, fine. And they were like, oh, well, if you don't talk to the media, we're going to kick you out. And she was like, that's that's cool. I'm just, I'm going to bow out and take my ball and 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 go home. Because they were threatening to kick her out of this one and then ban her from further, you know, the, the major opens that happened. And she had to bow out. Now, many of the other, like, I, I don't know if you heard, but a lot of like, because this was a big, big story this week. A lot of the white fans of the sport, I'm just going to just call a spade a spade. It is what it is. A lot of the white fans of the sport were like, this is what, you know, this is the cost of being famous. This is the cost of being an athlete you should just suck it up and do what it is that you need to do. What are your thoughts on that? It's, well, to keep it brief on the fans that say that, man, fuck you. (laughs) 
Say that Simple one more that. time. It's easy for them to talk that shit when they don't do it. If you've never taken a step in another person's shoes, how the fuck are you going to tell them how to respond to the situations they're presented? Um, when it comes to the media and how they treat athletes, I've never been on their side. And this dates back... I, we might even had a conversation on this when we talked about how Jalen Rose chewed out Skip Bayless when he started talking spicy about Chris Bosh and other athletes. Right, right. And that episode led to other episodes on that particular show. And one thing that stuck out with me was something Stephen A. Smith said. And this is not a direct quote, but he said something along these lines. He basically said, the reason some of these athletes are able to earn top dollar is because of the media. It's not because of their skill. It's because of the media, you know, promotes their likeness and their face and people become more familiar with them, thus granting them the opportunity to earn more money. Now, to a degree, I understand him. But at the same time, don't sit up here and think your job is that important and that we won't pay attention to this sport because you interviewed this athlete or you helped humanize this athlete. We was going to watch that sport because that person dominates. I've never needed to hear Naomi Osaka speaks. I can watch her play and be perfectly happy with that. Same goes for Serena Williams. Same goes for LeBron James. Same goes to the late Kobe Bryant, Barry Sanders, Peyton Michael Manning, Jordan. you name it. I don't need to hear them say a single word. They're right. good at the sport that, I'm enter that I enjoy watching. That's all I need. Now, if they speak, yeah, I'll listen. But I don't need to hear that. And if the person is uncomfortable speaking, I think that should be respected. You literally spoke every sentiment I had. I, I, I just don't understand how you can not understand where she was coming from. Mental health awareness is very high now compared to it was, what it was 10 years ago. Right. We want to talk about it. We want to promote it and all of this. But when an athlete, even at the highest level, is telling you, hey... I can't handle this right now. It's not like she said she would never do it again. She never said that. She just said, right now, in the space I'm in right now, I would like to not have to deal with the media. I will play. I will do, come here, do, do, all, do my part. Because the French Open is making money. The viewer, the views and all that. Like, you're making money off of the top dogs being there. Because literally, I could probably name you three women's tennis players and that's not because I don't like tennis I probably can only name you like three or four of the men's tennis players too but what I'm saying is the three tennis players that I can name is Naomi Osaka Venus and Serena Williams <laughs> like like that's it for the women's side I believe that's Coco she's from South Florida it's another black oh I player. like Coco too I like Coco too I'm glad you brought her up too I don't want to miss out on her because I've watched a couple of her a couple of her her her, her games too her matches yeah. If these people don't participate, who's watching? I'm not. I'm definitely, I'm telling you, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to sit down and watch it. I was having a conversation about this when it happened. And one of the people who I was speaking with was like, well, she could have went out there and did the, the beast mode thing where he just went out there and said, I'm just here so I won't get fined. But his, his reason for not doing it was because he didn't like the way the media treated him throughout the years. Her going out there was what was the, what was the trigger. She didn't want to engage with the media. 
regardless of if she answered their questions with yes, quick yes or no answers, she didn't want to engage with the media. Why would you put her through that just so that she, she could not pay a fine or for a good comedy moment during sport for Because all that's going to turn into is make the French Open turn into a circus. And rather her let that happen, she withdrew herself out of respect to the sport, the sport that's now attacking her. You see what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like that's a very weird dynamic. She's showing some reverence to the sport by removing herself from the sport. I would say this. I think she handled it amazingly. And the, the organizers and the people who run the French Open overplayed their hand and it blew up in their face. Mm. Because, yeah, she could have pulled the beast mode and said, I'm just here so I won't get fined. But then you can see the headlines now. They would call her, you know, unreasonable, hard to deal with, and so forth. So on the front end, she gave a full explanation as to what she... It's not like she just withdrew or she just avoided the interviews. She gave an interview explaining why she felt the way she did. She explained that, hey, sometimes they ask the same question over and over again, and it affects your confidence. She's in a competition. She's playing to win. She doesn't need anything interfering with her confidence. And she explained that. And then she also went on to explain when it's over or when, if she gets kicked out, if she loses, she will sit down and answer any and all questions pertaining to the French Open, her matches, and so forth. But that wasn't enough. They figured, no. okay, well, we're going to bully her into playing. So it's like, huh, pay this money. Okay, no problem. I'll pay the money. You know what? If you do this again, we're going to kick you out and you can't participate in no, in no large tournaments. Okay, fine. I'll bow out. Now, how does that look for your sport where the most popular athlete says, okay, I don't want to play? Can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes says, you know what? I don't want to throw a football anymore. Or, mm. or LeBron James say, you know what? Screw this. I'm done. That's going to carry a whole lot of weight. Will the sport continue? Yeah. But the people who's responsible for that athlete making that decision, you're going to be put under a, a, a microscope. And people are going to criticize and critique everything you've done. And you're not going to be looked favorably by the fans. Because people pay to see her. Now people are going to look at it as like, yo, you guys forced her out. Why did you do that? We're and now I spent, I spent my money wasted my money on tickets and I'm not even going to see her play. I flew to France to watch her. <laughs> now I can't watch her. I'm mad. And yeah, I but, think... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, nah, I, I mean to interrupt you, but you know, some of those same people who flew there are blaming her. Of course, because they're idiots. I don't blame her at all. And the thing is, when it comes to, to mental health or mental fitness, I should say, because of term mental health has negative connotation. I got that from Brandon Marshall. You sure did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, I agree with that. I'm like, you know what? He's right. Maybe we should change the language behind that. Um, there was a lot of athletes that we saw growing up who were dealing with their own, um, their own cases of it. And we saw what the media did, like with Ron Artest. The media kind of labeled him crazy or, you know, or a loose cannon, if you will. Then you had Ricky Williams 
to help cope with his anxiety. He smoked weed. He used to even do interviews with his helmet on because the interviewers would trigger his anxiety. A lot of people didn't know that. They just thought he was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a, another NBA athlete, last name White. His first name escaped me. He was a top college prospect. And one of his things was he had really bad anxiety. He couldn't even make it to the NBA because of the pressure of dealing with the media and fans. He ended mm. up playing in Canada where there's not so much pressure on him. But the list goes on. There's plenty of players out there, but they typically call him crazy at this point. Brandon Marshall was another one. Called him crazy for a long time. And the thing is, it's like these people aren't crazy. They, they deal with a lot. Like the pressures of performing week in and week out and not just performing, but everybody can see what you do and how you do it. And for the most part, the people that are criticizing you are people that haven't trained nearly as hard nor have studied nearly as long as you, but mm. they can, but they feel they have the right to tear you down week in and week out to the masses. To be honest with you, I don't know how I would even deal with that type of pressure. Because sometimes I can't even stand my own criticism, let alone somebody who didn't <laughs> understand what I went through telling me they can do a better job than I can. Say that again. There's sometimes, like, people, you know, there's that cliche of, of, you know, you're your own harshest critic. When you're critiquing yourself, you can't walk away from yourself. Like, the, those those critiques are going to echo in your head all day long. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes when you're a perfectionist or someone who's striving for something, like, you have to be disciplined. So you have to actually be the person who checks yourself, check yourself, check yourself. Whenever you get out of line, you have to check yourself. And sometimes eventually that'll wear on you. Imagine being the best at something, the absolute best at something. Do you understand how disciplined of a person you have to be overall in life? To, to, to play at the level of a Naomi Osaka, of a LeBron James, of a Patrick Mahomes, you know how disciplined, like, yeah, there's talent there. Yeah, there's some genetics. But there's a lot of fucking hard work that goes into that. There's a lot of not being able to eat what it is that you want, not being able to go places that you want to go to, not being in the mix. Because we're talking about young people, not people people who want to maybe step out, go somewhere. Some nights you can't do that. Some days right. you can't do that. You got to sit your ass in the house. Some days you want to go out there and, and get you a burger. Nah, let me eat this salmon and, this, and these Brussels sprouts, which is the devil's fruit, by the way. I'll dive in it. How Brussels sprouts are the worst thing ever. I don't know if I've ever done that on this podcast, but literally, it's Lucifer's fruit. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying? Like the sacrifices that people make to be at that level, you have to check yourself. You're your own worst critic. You have to be the coach in your own head. And eventually, that could wear on you. Now, imagine some people who, like you said, can't do the shit that you do. And, and you know what? I'm glad you said it that way. Because they asked Venus Williams about it. They said, hey, how do you cope? Trying to, you know, you know how they, they always try to turn a black woman against another black woman. I'm going to just say that. Um, That's one-on-one in a playbook. Oh, yeah. First, first, turn us against each other. So they asked Venus Williams, uh, how, how do you cope with, with the, the pressures and, and the media asking you questions? She said as simply as this. She said, for me personally, how I deal with it, was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as me and never will. And never will. <laughs> and that is perfect. <laughs> and never will. 
never will. This episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture, we are the people, we are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N D E E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code SamuraiPro at checkout. You also mentioned Patrick Mahomes, like if Patrick Mahomes took himself out of the NFL. Earlier this week, the NFL, there was this big, there was this announcement that I thought would be a way bigger story when it came across my phone on Bleacher Report. I literally came home waiting to, I couldn't wait to turn on ESPN when I got home from work because I wanted it to be the thing I heard and saw on TV. And I didn't see like a thing. So the NFL, as you all know, they have been sued by a lot of former players regarding CTE and things of that nature, the concussions and everything from, from prior players who are suffering from dementia and all of that. The NFL had a protocol that has, that has been ongoing, which I was not aware of at all before this, this story dropped. They have a protocol where they inherently listed black players as having lower cognitive function automatically if you had low cognitive functions when they tried to test you for your concussion claim so that you can get some money back hey if you if you have lower cognitive functions now psh, it's because you're black it had nothing to do with your your concussions that shit is fucked up i, I like i have no word like i i remember i saw it and immediately screenshot it and sent you the link when you sent me the link i didn't even know it was a thing and i, I that's what i replied to you But at the same time, week in and week out, and I repeat that, week in and week out, that's how frequently they do it, the NFL proved they're racist as fuck. It's a racist organization. I'm not surprised. The only thing I'm surprised about is you have black athletes from different sports that have platforms now. And I'm surprised they're not speaking on it more. And if they are speaking on it, their voices are being muffled and we're not hearing it. Because we looked for it. I looked for it. But I didn't hear it from the top athletes. I didn't. It it begs me to question, (laughs) why are black people still supporting the NFL? And I get it. God knows, as a football fan, first, honestly, if I was to list my sports, It's football, then basketball as a close second. As a football fan, it puts me in a bad position, just like the Kaepernick shit did. It put me in a position where it's like, I got to choose something I loved for years, the sport for years, and damn, look at how they treat people who look like me. Or someone who looks like me and is trying to stand up for people like me and they still like, nah, fuck you. Right. And and I was having this conversation in uh, amongst amongst you know the infamous group chat. I was having this conversation in the infamous group chat, and you know it, it, we were all like, man, black people gotta like, if all the black viewers stopped watching the NFL, it would really hurt them. I truly believe that it would truly hurt them. But it's nothing if the players don't step up. 
Right. And I think that's the issue that NFL players have. Now, the NFL organization, it works to their benefit that their players can't seem to get organized to band mm-hmm. together to demand better. And that's unfortunate. Um, when I when you sent me the article and I read it, the first thing I thought about was these are medical professionals who are dealing with this thing. And you mean to tell me somebody who went to school for them there 17 years, 17, 20 years, however long it takes you to earn a doctorate degree. They can sit up there and say, yes, we Not believe. Doctor, MD. But yeah, go ahead. MD, it's a medical doctor. Whatever. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I ain't earned that shit, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I'm debating going back to school now for my master's, and boy, it's a struggle. Yeah, I thought about that shit, and I also said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. And the thing is, when it comes to uh, black people dealing with medical professionals, it hasn't been good for us for a very long time. I'm like, just, for the longest... The history. Yeah, it's history. For the longest, they felt, and this is stuff that we found out recently, like they they still felt this way. Like, did you know a lot of people in the medical field felt we had a higher pain threshold? So they would purposely give us less, uh, excuse me, they would purposely give us less Novocaine when we were undergoing procedures? Did you? I'm, bro, I'm not shocked about, remember when they used to practice surgery, they used to play, like, in the start of the medical field here in America, when they used to practice surgery, they used to practice on on awake black slaves. That's fucked up. You didn't I, like, bro, bro. People they were awake screaming. That's how they practice on on slave on on. That's how they practice learning about different organs and shit. Once again, another profession based off the the backs of black people, but. And 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 that's why and I and when we talk about you and you know you having kids, you know the, I know that I, I believe the mortality rate for 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 black women black women very high. when it comes to when it comes to having their kids it's it's not too it's, I'm not saying it's very high but it's much higher than their white counterparts. Yeah, if it's much then that's very high. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Because bringing life into the world shouldn't be the most dangerous thing that a person does. It's already a fucking miracle. Right. Man, it was... And just quick personal quick personal story. It was scary from our end. Because there's a lot of things you have to consider. Like... Um, like with my wife. With the birth of our last child. She did an epidural. And... The first time, it's like the the needle missed the spot. And then they had to do it again. And even then, you know, she gave birth to a healthy baby girl. But due to the needle missing its mark the first time, recovering from the epidural wasn't as easy as it was the first time around. I mean, she suffered from headaches for a while. Like, it was it was very... We had a hard time. You know? Yeah, I remember headaches, the back aches, her not even right. being able to be comfortable to lay down. Believe me, homie, I had to be, I had to be friend and brother during that time because I could see the, the stress and the, the pain in your eyes watching, 
watching, you know, the love of your life go through pain. That shit is hard, man. I remember Very. those times. I remember those outside conversations outside of this podcast. And we podcast. had quite a few of them. Quite a few. But yeah, um, I think it's going to get to a point where a lot of the top top athletes in this country that can easily make an NFL roster, they're going to opt out and go other routes. They're going to probably pick up a baseball bat and play baseball instead. They're going to pick up a basketball just so they don't play for that organization where they might not earn as much and they don't have as much guaranteed money as these other organizations. And they have less of a voice as an athlete in, in, in that organization versus others. Because I know if I had the skill set where I can either earn an NFL paycheck or an NBA paycheck, I'll take the NBA paycheck all day. Or even an MLB paycheck, I'll take that over the NFL paycheck. Because that guaranteed money is nice. They were still paying. <laughs> they were still. Pay, <laughs> they were still paying. Um, the what's the new guy for uh for Maybelline that do the makeup now? Oh, Alex Rodriguez. Oh, A Rod. Yeah. <laughs> you know he got his little makeup line now. That man gonna be rich forever. Man, they they, they still were paying him years after he was playing, because that's just the way those guaranteed contracts work. And it's not like we paying you a, a couple hundred thousand a year. No, he's still making millions a year. And it's been years since he picked up a baseball bat, but he's still getting that money. Yeah, man, the NFL, and and and, and then to circle it back, like, in order to exact change in the NFL, the players have to do something. If right. all the black players could get together, like... I understand. There's already their they they already have their their union, the NFL players, the NFLPA. Uh they already have that, but the leaders, the the big money makers on every NFL team is the full, is the is the quarterback. Hands down is the quarterback. And around the league, a majority of the big time quarterbacks for a long time were white. It's only been literally this past couple of years where you had the top quarterbacks be black athletes. Yes. And I don't even know if you really want to count Patrick Mahomes because although he's biracial. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That man black. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Okay, we're not going to get that messy. I'm not getting messy like that because that man, he, he he categorized himself as black. He's black. No, I'm not but doing honestly, that. though, I'm fucking around. I mean, but we <laughs> haven't seen, you know... I mean, if you wanted to list them, it's Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Um, am I missing somebody? Oh, Dak Prescott. Dak. Um, that's five. And, and those are all damn near the top five quarterbacks no, yeah, in the league right now. Yeah, right. And <laughs> regardless that's of five race. names, but those five names, all of those five names fall in the top ten. Now, where they fall in the top 10 is your opinion, Arguable. except when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he's number one. But the rest of those names, they all fall in the top 10. Agreed. Agreed. And, so and I, think I think it will take those type of guys. Once those guys, even if it's just those five, 
when those five decide to say, you know what, we don't like this, things are going to change. And the beauty is if you pay attention to college football, there's always a top quarterback prospect that's a black athlete. So pretty soon it's going to get to the point where half the league's starting quarterbacks are going to be black athletes. Could be. And Could I be. think that's when we'll start to see real change because now your top earners on teams are going to have a say that's going to be more in line with some of the lesser earners on the team. My, Those men have to be brave enough to do it. Because they're going to be fighting a a system where people could look at them as replaceable. But I guarantee you, I guarantee, I'm, I'm just be honest, I guarantee you, you remove the top quarterbacks, let's say the top five black quarterbacks we just talked about, they remove themselves, the game will be a lot harder to watch. I guarantee you that. Yeah, and even though you say, you know, you're replaceable, that's some skill sets are not that easily replaced. They're not. Um, especially at that position. You're a franchise can come into a top quarterback once every 10, 15 years. When the last time Kansas City had a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes? Never. Right. <laughs> Never. Never. I mean the last That's time a the, once he's a once in a lifetime type of athlete. And the last time the league has seen a quarterback that was athletic, like Lamar Smith, was Michael Vick. That was a while ago. I'm not saying Over Lamar Smith is as athletic as Michael Vick, because Michael Vick was just crazy, but you get a what beast. I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you. Quick aside. Michael Vick was so good. There used to be times when I played, uh, when I was playing... Madden? <laughs> Madden. I used to put Vick at... at, at uh, at wide receiver, and and who's back? His backup was Matt Schaub at the time. I used to put Vic at wide receiver. And Matt Schaub was like a good like eighty one overall in Madden. I was like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I will work it out. I used to put Vic in the slot, tear niggas up with. My, look, this is how old it is. It used to be Vic, Algie Crumpler, Roddy White, Isaac, tear niggas up out there, boy. We used to say you couldn't play with the Falcons when you played that game because, honestly, Vic was the cheat code. Oh, All man. you had to do was drop back because he could either run it or throw it. And he, and he it was arm. so easy to get on the outside of the defensive end. He was so fast, which he was in real life. He was so fast. So it's like if you had somebody with quick thumbs, they was going to beat you with Vic <laughs> every time. Not the at the thumb. least, they were going to get 12 yards on you. At the very least. At the least. He was at least going to get a first. He was going to march down the field on your ass. <laughs> at the least. Nigga, I used to run one fucking play. And I would just, like, I literally would just audible, like, two or three moves. And I would either, hey, now this person going to run a curl. Like, I used to literally run the same play. I was you either going to hit this person it. or that person. Or Vic was going to run it out the left. Or he was going <laughs> to run it out the right. I would run the same play, and then every once in a while, I throw in a run. <laughs> like, every then, once in a while, I throw in a run. And the crazy thing was, his arm strength was so crazy that he could throw it across the field in the game and still get it to the receiver. Man, Vic was a monster. He was a monster. monster. If Human he had code. better people around him, man. No, Vic, no, Vic definitely should have got a, got a championship. There's no telling how far he would have went for, for Atlanta. There's no telling. Yeah, but you know, dog fighting and shit. Yeah, it's bad. Can't do that. Yeah. Anyway, 
So you know, earlier this week we had a we had a versus, uh, and I'm not talking about Swiss Beats versus Timberland because, like I keep telling y'all, I'm vaxxed. so I was out in the world. Okay, I didn't have time to be sitting at home on a Saturday night <laughs> to watch niggas who already battled on versus battle again in concert form. I'm cool. I'm not that hype to hear head sprung or any of the other <laughs> head Timberland sprung is yet. not a bad song. I didn't say it was. I'm just saying. I won't go sit at home to watch it. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I told you. We vax. We out here in the world, man. Fuck that. Fuck that. But um, the, the verses I'm talking about is Monique versus Bonnets, apparently. So Monique took it upon herself to get on Instagram. And she told women that she was on her way to go to some show, some comedy show she was doing. She also promoted the show, <laughs> said that she had, there were going to be times at 7, 10, and then a late night. Cause, cause that had something to do with this whole message you wanted to put out there. But I see what you did there, Monique. Good job. Good job. Promote your shit. <laughs> so she got on, onto Instagram and told women she was on her, she was in the airport and she saw a bunch of black women wearing pajamas, wrapped up in, in blankets and bonnets. And she was like, how could you show up to, how could you show up to the, to the airport presenting yourself this way? Have some respect for yourselves. You want to be called queens. I just want you to dress like the queen that you are when you go out into the world. You don't, you don't come out into the world presenting yourself like that if you, you know, want people to respect you a certain way. What's your thoughts on that, Frank? I get Monique is old school, so she comes from a different era. They view very different era, very, very different, different era. era. So she might she probably views the bonnet and pajama as nighttime wear, as intimate items of clothing. So I can understand how she may <clears throat> see that as you know, not ladylike, if you will. But at the same time, it's a different day and age. These people, when they travel, they want to travel comfortable. They fall asleep on the plane. And then when they get to where they're going, it's not like they're going straight to the function. They go, they check in, they go get freshened up, then they step out. So I get, and I'm not judging them. If you do that, cool. I know me personally, when I travel, most of the time I'm traveling for work, so you will see me in my work attire. The moment I land, I'm headed to a job site. And if it is for vacation, I'm dr like I will plan a relaxed function for that day. So if it's, let's say I'm traveling Saturday, I'll try to book my flight where I'm landing in early in the day. Soon as I land, I want to go enjoy myself in whatever city I'm in. So I'm probably dressed in some jeans and a t-shirt, but I look decent enough to be out in public. I'm, I don't, me personally, I don't sleep on the plane because I'm just uncomfortable sleeping around strangers, but I don't knock you. Hell, I even envy people who can do that. Because sometimes I'd be tired <laughs> as hell on that plane. But I refuse to close my eyes around people I don't know. I, yeah, I'm the same way sometimes, unless I'm, like, dog tired. Like, I've been dog tired or, like, I've caught, like, a like a, a red eye. Where, like, yeah. I already had to be, like, I probably stayed up overnight and got to my plane. I got to the airport at, like, 4 a.m. to get on my plane for, like, 5, 30, 6 o'clock. I can fall asleep on those flights. It's usually hard for me. That's why I usually try to make sure that the people around me 
Like I almost kind of strategically sit and I'm like, man, I hope nobody open a window because once that sun come up, that shit's going to be beaming. So I'm almost praying nobody's opening the window. And most times on Red Eyes, most people just are there to like, let's just all get through this flight and go home and go to bed. So yeah, so I, I feel you on that. But when I, when, I, when I fly, I try to fly very comfortable. So I'm probably wearing like, you know, sweats, maybe a jog, maybe some joggers or something like that. So I I don't knock people for wanting to fly comfortable. You know what I mean? Like not at all, not a hundred percent. Be relaxed. And and like you said, most of people not going to a function immediately. If you're flying, you may be flying to go to a wedding, go to an event, go to this, go to that. I'm not knocking a girl who just got her hair done and want her edges to stay laid and got a scarf wrap around that bitch and, and is doing her thing. Like I don't have a problem with you doing that. Not at all. I get it. Flights are already, like you just said, flights are already uncomfortable as it is. Right. It's already, I already am kind of sitting straight up a little bit. I'm sitting next to a person I don't know. It's already COVID, so I'm not necessarily sure how clean you are. I mean, not you know what I'm saying? Like, we already don't know what's going on out here not in the world. Not everybody is Vax Kellerman. Not, not everybody is me. You feel me? Like, so, I feel you. <laughs> so, like... I get it. And I literally just got off a flight. So I totally understand. And when and when you go into the airport, like they damn near make you strip. So I literally go in shoes I could take off real fast. Shoes I could put on real fast. I go in clothes where, you know, because you got to go up there, you got to hold your arms up. They got to feel on it, feel your sides, make sure you don't have this, make sure you don't have that. Like it's already, you already got to go through so much to get to the flight. I want to be as comfortable as I can be to get to my flight. So I don't right. knock people for being comfortable. I really don't. I have absolutely no problem with you wanting to wear your bonnet out in the world. That's your thing. It's your choice. I don't have a problem. Now, sometimes, you know, when we're doing bedroom activities, I might not want to see the bonnet. You might not want to see it, but you probably ain't going to mind seeing it. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I don't mind seeing the bonnet. Still get your head knocked off with or without the bonnet. Bro, bro, because I done had some fire. Bonnet head. <laughs> like, I can't see nothing but that silk. I can't see nothing but that silk shower cap. And I'm like, I don't mind some bonnet head. Nah, because look, you don't got to be holding your hair to get it out the way. I don't got to be holding your hair to get it out the way. It's put away. You don't got to look for a scrungy to put your shit up in a bun or a ponytail. I'm good. Like, I appreciate. Go go ahead with the little bonnet. Matter, matter of fact, I love the bonnet head. <laughs> At the end of the day, she pleasing you. Who are you to give a damn how she looks? Who who am I? Right. Who am I? Monique is just old school. She'll be all right. Man, stop messing with. She need to stop messing with the uh, with the helmets of salvation. <laughs> she better <laughs> let these girls wear their helmets <laughs> of salvation and, and be fully in the full armor of God out here in the world. They trying to be. They trying to be blessed. Like, dog, you know, you know what's crazy? I was talking to my sister, and I was like, I honestly, and I've seen the bonnets. I'm not take, I'm not gonna, but I don't really see a lot of people on flights wearing pajamas. I not see black that women. A lot. See, I didn't see that. My sister, and this is my sister's response. She said, "You flew Delta to Pittsburgh. I flew Spirit. Oh, we okay. not the same. Y'all not the same. Y'all not the same." I said, "I said on my flight, I didn't see that." I was going to say, fly to Atlanta. You will see a lot of it. <laughs> Go to Atlanta. That's all I Atlanta, a little quick flight. You know what I'm saying? Or, and you go in there, you got to be 
and you know, that's black. That that's you know, as as T.I. said, this is Wakanda. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's black, you know, that's it's like the black center of the earth for us. And you know, people go out there, you gotta be like on your P's and Q's, you can't be half stepping. You can't be half stepping. So wear your bonnet. Hey, you know, you know, Frank, Frank got a loctician now. I do. You know, he he, you know, Shout he got his Kiki. hair. Shout out to Kiki. You know, when he get his hair did, and he might want to have his shit tied up before he go there. I do. I don't have no problem with when that. When my shit get long enough, I will be in a bonnet. Hey, be cute, cuz. Ain't nobody going to be mad at you. But I, I think it's... Because you keep wanting to say, you know, Monique is from old school. Like, she's old school, and that's where that comes from. A lot of that that's what is, I think. is... You know, it, it is. A lot of that stuff is stuff that was taught to her. And she internalized and is now trying to impress that upon us. But there's certain things from where that where that basically stems from is that respectability politics shit. Yeah. And I think Which, I think the younger generation is trying to move away from that. And the 100%. older generation, they had to deal with the worst of it. And I mean, mm-hmm. that respectability politics go back far. I mean, to it's, the, it's rooted in white supremacy and, 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 and white acceptance. Right. It goes back far. So honestly, I don't I don't blame Monique for feeling that way. Only thing I would say is to the young people that's quick to jump down her throat and say mean things to Monique, I would just say, hey, man, take a minute to understand where she's coming from and who she is as a person for saying that. She comes from a different world. Like, the world you're growing up in is not the world she grew up in. So no need for the name calling. It's... Just tell her, hey, nah. things are different now. It's just, it ain't what it used to be. I agree. No need for name calling. But the rejection of that notion, I think needs to happen. And I'm glad it happened as quickly and maybe not as violently as it did. And when I say violent, I mean more, more verbal. Right. But I'm glad that note that the reaction to that was like, get the fuck out of here with that. Because that, like I said, that internalized respectability politics that you have to present yourself a certain way to get respect. Like that's that shit is crazy to me. Like even you, you said you didn't grow your dreads. You didn't like you've been wanting to grow locks for a minute, but you yeah. didn't do it because you were in the corporate world and because of respectability politics, you have to present yourself a certain way. Absolutely. Now you run your own business, you run your own company. Can't nobody tell you shit. You started to grow your shit. How about you're human, therefore you deserve respect because you're human? How about that? When are we gonna get to that point? And I'm all I'm all about like I live by the credence of if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And if you play good, they pay good. Shout out to Prime. Shout out to Prime. I'm all about that. Like I totally understand it. I'm not arguing with you. But them ladies who getting on that plane, little mama ain't coming that. there to fly the plane. <laughs> she not. She here to maybe watch two Netflix shows on her phone and get to where she gotta go. Right. She didn't come here to to like the guy who's flying the plane, the captain wearing his uniform. That nigga's dressed to impress. He's carrying lives. Go ahead, do your thing up there. I'm all good with that. But the people who coming on the plane, like I come on the plane, I be trying to just be comfortable. I'm one of those people. If I sit in, in cramped spaces for too long, I may begin to cramp. So like I have to like you know get some potassium, eat a banana, like just to make sure I got good blood flow. So I don't need to be cramped up and and feel uncomfortable for too long because that flight will be uncomfortable for me. That's just me personally. So I can just imagine 
other people out here in the world. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I just try to sit in my exit row seat, get to where I need to be, and <laughs> keep my day moving. Hey, I am an exit row seat person. That's why when it be time to check in, I be trying to be first. Like, let me get in there. Let me get I my spot. You. Let me get my little extra space. I can even put my little bag right there. Like, I, bro, I got all this extra leg room. They asking me if I accept the responsibility. Hell yeah. <laughs> they be like, no, you know, you do the little nod. They be like, no, sir, I need to hear it verbally. Yes. Yes, I accept the responsibility. I will open the door. I'm going to leave all y'all ass in here. <laughs> and then in my head, I'll be thinking about if this shit, if this shit go down for real. <laughs> I bet then everybody in this exit row gonna panic. Sir, you're supposed to help him get off the plane. Ah, fuck that. Me first. <laughs> Me first. Fuck out of here. <laughs> and you know the kicker was? Monique gave this whole speech in some like dirty, like some dirty house robe. It looked like she took from a hotel. <laughs> like you oh gave this God. whole speech looking like you were fresh out the shit. Like, like what you have millions of followers. You were on Instagram talking to the world. Where is your being presentable while you preach down to women and saying how they may not, black women especially, they may not get respect because they're not presenting themselves a certain way? Come on now. Make it make sense. A good point. Make it make sense. Can't be fucking up like that. All right, man. What's your vibe of the week, man? Where you from by OT Genesis. Mm. Okay. Talk to me about it. What's that? What's the vibe? Give me, give me, give me what the vibe feel like. You know what a Venn diagram is, right? I went to college, yes. Right. You did go to college. And you graduated. This is a thing that did happen finally. Yes, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> so where you from will be the middle part on a Venn diagram when you have house music. And West Coast gangster rap. Hmm. Bro, the shit is fire. House music and West Coast gangster rap? I promise you that when I send it to you, you're going to be like, oh, Frank was absolutely right. This is exactly what that is. And that shit is fire. House music and West Coast gangster rap. I know, right? It's not crazy, don't it? I personally hope I hear more songs like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested as fuck just now. I'm sitting here like, because you know, OTJ, ever since I hear it, ever since he did that, uh, that remix Cole. to Keisha Cole Love, like everything about that, like I'm ready for it to be on some like funny shit. Like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm going to have to laugh when I listen to it. I'm not going to take it serious. Uh, I'm, as soon as we get off of this, I'm going to send it to you. I'm looking forward to it. Whew. All right. Well, that that was relief to hear. Cause um I didn't know what you was gonna go with. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I was gonna pick some song from that Sukihana chick. Hey man, every week, every week you get on here, I ask you for your new vibe of the week. You give me whatever the new whole anthem is, and I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, and then and then the listeners be like, "This whose man's is this? Is this your man's?" And I gotta be the I gotta be the little dumb girl like, "Yeah, that's mine," and I'm gonna stick beside him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick beside him. 
every those week memes I gotta be hilarious. Be <laughs> every week I gotta be that dude. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna just hold him down, you know. This my dog, but shit. <laughs> I appreciate you holding me down for 47 weeks. <laughs> and all the ones in between. Um uh, what's your vibe? But my new my new vibe of the week is uh Late at Night, that new song by Roddy Rich. Oh, okay. Listen to it, man. Watch the video, actually. If you listen to it, watch the video, actually. It's kind of a take on Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh, okay. You got my attention. I'm not going to spoil too much of it. Uh, Karuchi Tran is also, you know, y'all know. You really got my attention. Yeah, you know, it's my girlfriend in my head. So, you know, I had to support. And I I fucked with Roddy Witch. And and as soon as I heard it in the background somewhere, and I was like, man, that shit Roddy. I don't know what it is about Roddy, Roddy Rich's cadence. But man, he got a cadence that's very catchy. And it was riding on his beat. So that's my new vibe of the week. Okay. I fucks with that. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you're gonna listen to it, you're gonna fuck with it. I guarantee it. Okay. All right. Give me your um, give me your old school vibe of the week. Phil Mob, Project Dreams. Remember that song? Rent 30 Days Late, Gotta Be Gone by Saturday. Hot selling coke, hey. folks trying to track. <laughs> you, you know what? That's a good one. Ever been That's broke? Put one. your hands up. Classic. That's a good one. I'm not gonna knock you for that. What's yours? Um, my old school vibe of the week is from Dennis Edwards. Old school, old school. Don't look any further. You know that song? Help me out. You don't know the sample of Don't Look Any Further if I play it for you. It was done in that baby song. Don't you know it's the way it is. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Hell yeah. He even had a meme. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Get money. Old Dennis Edwards. Biggie and Bad Boy sampled this. They did as well. Okay, nah, I fucks with it. As soon as you hear the beat, I get like everyone yeah. who listens to it. The doom, 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 Yeah, man, did you hear that thing about uh about concerts and Florida? So there's a punk rock concert going on uh probably around like Jacksonville area, right? Because you know recently, you know people were trying to you know get back to bringing concerts back to the world and everything, and. And, uh, of course, our governor, Ron DeSantis, he, he says that they can't make, they can't make vaccinated, vaccinations a requirement to go to the, to the concerts. So this punk rock concert, this is how he's done it. If you bring proof of the vaccination, your ticket is $15. If you don't have your proof of vaccination, your ticket is $999. Oh. As a way to encourage it. As a way to encourage it. And, and what they're going to do is they'll have, there's going to be a station there that'll offer the Johnson & Johnson shot, the little one shot. So if you want to get the $15 one, you can just go over here and get vaccinated, show your proof, then boom. But don't you need you two shots there. to be fully vaccinated? Like The Johnson & Johnson is a one shot. It is? Yeah, it's a one shot. Oh, okay. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same. 
efficacy. Efficacy. I hope I'm saying that name, that word correctly. Um, instead of it being like 95 and 94 percent like Pfizer and Moderna, I think theirs is like closer to like 67 to 70 percent, which is fairly high, but it's much lower than the other two. Yeah. So if this was school, they would be a D. Yeah, but you pass. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, man. <laughs> I remember toward the end of college, and, and even then, even though I was still getting like A's and B's, I had gotten to, a, you know, like you, when you get toward the end, you're like, man, hey, C's get degrees at this point. Like, I'm, I need to get out. Like, I'm bad. I'm like, especially if you were doing like multiple classes toward the end, it's like, I don't need, bro, I don't even care. Like, did I pass? Man, get me the fuck out of here. I don't care about that. Be like, man, I ain't going to put my GPA on my resume anyway. Sure the fuck ain't. <laughs> hey, when you when you be on the tail end, you be like, especially like when you preparing for like a final, you be like, man, what I need to get on this test so I can get... So I can that pass was me all day. <laughs> be like, how many I need to get right to pass this shit? I need to get 37 right? Okay. Let me figure out what's the 37 I know. <laughs> hey, you be looking. Hey, you be taking the test. You be like, I, I feel like I got this right, this right, this right. Damn, I need seven more. Okay. <laughs> let me, let me yeah. go focus up. Let me Which focus seven up. I got the best chances of guessing on? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Shit's crazy, man. But on that note, man, anything else you want to bring to the table? Nah, man, you already know what it is. You know what it could be, and you know what it should be. I appreciate you chopping it up with me. This is the F and F and D. I can only be who I say I be. It is Frank. And you are? Oh, the man threw me all off. Um, I am Marvin. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, all those in between and outside of those constructs, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Where to the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and chop it up. Episode 47. Frank was fucking up my Frank fucked up the whole script. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did that on purpose too. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me off. And I'm keeping all this shit. Hey, you can email us at the Samurai Professional Podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any questions, comments, or even topic suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can they find you, Marvin? You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai's Professional Podcast. Peace. <laughs>